Hello and welcome to Homegrown Daisy, the podcast where we dive into significant moments in our guests' lives and the jewellery that carry them through it. Each week we'll be chatting to a different face and voice, some that you might recognise, some that might be new to you. Now let's see whose jewellery collection we're diving into next. Hello, welcome back to another episode of our podcast where we dive into significant pieces of jewellery in our guests' lives. Um, On this week's episode, my guest was one of the OG podcasters. She's had a book published with her best mate. She's launched a homeware brand and this year launched a surf retreat. Adventure and travel run through her blood. It is Lindsay Hollands. Hello, Ruth. Hi, old friend. Hi, mate. You're all right. Yeah, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. There's so much to talk about. Obviously, we're here to talk about your jewellery, your significant yeah. piece that you've brought in. And I just feel like you've been, I think, overachieving, actually. Overachieving these, what, last, like, it feels like it's all happened in the last three years. But first of all, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and how on earth you got from how it all started to kind of where you are today. Okay, so I'm Lindsay Holland and I started my career life as a physiotherapist actually many moons ago and I I basically had a fashion blog and Instagram on the side of being a physio, which mm-hmm. was like my big love. I worked in elderly care and I loved it so much. I worked in stroke rehab and it was my favorite, but I'd had like really serious work burnout. My skin was gray. I wasn't able to make any time for friends, family, any socializing. Mm. I just lived at work. And so just before my 30th birthday, I handed my notice in and thought, do you know what? I'll be all right for a couple of months. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to find a new role in a new hospital somewhere else. And in that time, I had all these opportunities happen and I could pay my rent without my physio salary. This was with the fashion blog on the side? This is my fashion blog and like a bit of Instagram. It just kind of just was taken off. Yeah. Um, And I was like, oh my God. And I still to this day have never actually made a conscious decision not to go back to physio. I'm just like, do you still in the back of your mind? Yeah, and I do miss it because I miss um, working in a team. I miss that element so, so much and being able to like see real positive change which I think is why I'm doing what I'm doing now career-wise but yeah and then it's just grown and grown and I guess a few years ago I fell in love with surfing and it came from having a really vulnerable time in my life Mm -hmm. I went away to find myself Mm -hmm. on a solo trip um and I felt really uncomfortable about it I've never been good at being on my own and I thought well I love the water, I love swimming, I swim every day. Maybe there's something around an activity I can go and do that's Mm. around and with other people, but I can still get that real vulnerable time that I desperately needed. I I needed to be uncomfortable and I needed Mm. to kind of like come back to myself and figure out what made me happy. So I found a surf retreat in Portugal and I just extended it and extended it and extended it and found out that there was so much joy in surfing and I loved it so much. And I was actually quite good at it. And I was like, nice. oh my God, why have I not done this had sooner? You, never, you had never done, never, you'd never surfed before. Never been interested. Always been really interested in the surf aesthetic yeah. um, and a beach style life yeah. because I feel like I'm quite a nomadic person at heart, even though I grew up at Stockport, which is very landlocked. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um... Yeah, the the surf just kind of like took over and it was like this huge joy in my life. And I just felt so myself, met loads of amazing friends who I still speak to now during that period of time where I was learning something new and being around all these people who were also searching for something Mm. that wasn't, you know, it might've been a heartbreak. It might've been like career career burnout. It might've been just, they felt lost Mm. and everybody was so vulnerable with sharing the reasons they were solo traveling. So 
that's how kind of that started. And then that grew and grew and grew into more solo travels, into being more comfortable, being uncomfortable, and actually now really thriving, being alone and traveling alone. Um, and then I went to Hawaii, which was like peak surf girl. Uh, yeah, that really yeah. is. <laughs> and I was, I went alone and loved every minute of it. And I remember being at this place called China Walls, um, which was just the most magic thing I've ever seen in my life. And I took my little journal and do my good self-care behaviors. <laughs> and I remember thinking that I really wanted to bottle up the joy that surf has given to me, whether that, whether you fall in 10 times and you hurt yourself. It's all joy because you're learning something and you're mm. pushing yourself to do something amazing and, mm. and new. Um, I wanted to bottle up that joy and bring it to a community that didn't feel overwhelming or intimidating mm. and create a space for people who don't want to just share a bunk bed, don't want to share a loo, want to have their own space in a really chic environment, but mm. want, want to meet people and learn new things. Mm -hmm. And there was just nothing that I was seeing out there like that. Mm. So cut to plan of Marnie Rays that was born last year and we ran our first surf and wellness retreat in June in Portugal last year and it was phenomenal um so yeah where I am now is I also recently launched that's a year old actually the long game which is the organic cotton towels brand yeah. and that's just mental and amazing um I, yeah I don't, I'm like confused at my own trajectory here at this point really? like yeah I can't remember what you asked me <laughs> I, introduce yourself right okay yeah well that was yeah I, I know it all yeah um yeah and just like I'm having a really nice time in my life at the moment I'm very busy and working really hard but I just don't ever think I felt more me really? than I do at the moment yeah I think it really shines through I said to you as soon as you walked in I said that I think there's just something yeah it's almost like you've just found what we're all searching for that's mm. finding our like the most confident yeah. at peace version of ourselves that's it and the word is peace as well I'm like god like I'm so, so anxious usually and mm. really uncomfortable um and it's because I've not been doing the things that are really authentically me and feel yeah. like me and I've not been brave enough to push myself to do it either and then recently I just have and I just feel really free and I've never had that feeling before I feel so free yeah. and it's like the most I, I just I don't know I I've never felt like this before in my life I'm 36 now and I'm like God, is this late to be feeling like this? Do people always feel like this? Does it happen early? Do people sometimes never get this feeling? Like, mm. I, I don't know what it is, but I just feel completely myself and completely unattached yeah. to everything in the nicest way. Yeah, It's wild. And that's so exciting. Yeah, it is. It means that there's lots of space for exciting things to yeah. happen and like lots of, yeah, lots of room for things to like grow and nurture. Yeah. Yeah. And you're still doing all of your kind of fashion stuff on yeah. the side, but we were just talking before, you're, I feel like you're doing a lot more like campaign, almost like modeling in a way. I know, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Am I right in thinking you also used to dance? I did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I went to uni straight from college and did a degree in dance performance and teaching. Did that for a long time, yeah, lots of contemporary dance tours and things. And then I like had, um, I've got quite hypermobile hips, so I had quite a bad hip injury and it just was taking me so much longer than the other dancers to recover right. from like a tour or a show and my body was just like no and that was like early stop. 20s and you know my career as a dancer would have ended really shortly after that so I thought I better change tact mm -hmm. and that's why I wanted to do physio mm -hmm. because I had such a lot of physio and such a lot sure. of rehab and I was like god they can do so much good I want to do that for yeah. people yeah and I 
I actually wanted to go and tour with a dance company and I did some of my placements at uni doing that and it just wasn't the right environment because I wanted to be on stage I didn't Mm want to be behind the scenes so then actually when you do your uni degree in physio you are placed in NHS settings and then I I got into the NHS that way and just never left because I just I yeah loved it loved being in a team loved being able to see actual change of helping people so Mm -hmm. yeah do you think that um with all of the kind of like fashion um what do we call this content creation yeah I never know do you think like you know just thinking about this 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 feeling that you've got now a feeling like so uh free and at peace mm-hmm. uh do you think there was times like doing the content creation having the camera on you and creating content and that kind of like obvious kind of are people gonna like it yeah. is that was that a big part of your journey as well massively because I think like I've never been I've never been confident in the way that I look I've never been happy with the way that I look and having that having to do that and show up for that all of the time Mm. forced me into it had a really bad patch of being like I hate myself I hate everything on that camera I hate my voice I hate everything and I, I I really struggled um but actually the older I've gotten, the more comfortable I am. And the yeah. more like, I, I like I like myself now and I never did before. And so I think having it under the microscope was actually really detrimental for my mm. mental health. Mm-hmm. But then somewhere along the, along the way, I found some ease around it all. Mm. But I also think that started to happen and to change when I had other things outside of content creation happening because the world's a really big place. Like no one gives a shit about your photo wearing some jeans on the internet like nobody does nobody's going and thinking about that at night time nobody is you know lying awake wondering about what sock you chose that day (laughs) like it's just not happening is it and the sooner that you can get a grip of that the better the happier you'll be like because it is literally like we're not saving lives yeah sure that we've got big gorgeous wholesome loving lives outside of what we do for a job Mm. um and like truth be told like the the fashion aspect of stuff wasn't fulfilling for me at all mm-hmm. um which is why I've wanted to build things out and around it that that give back to people that yeah. like standing at Marnie Ray's on those first couple of days and welcoming our guests sure. and watching them be friends and me not any part of that I didn't need to be there I just created space for people to come and make friends and make time for themselves how many times did you well up Oh, so, I cried so <laughs> much, sure. really, like, so much. Like, oh, I, yeah, yeah, it was, I was just like constantly yeah. just overwhelmed, but in the best, best way. Mm. So yeah, I think I've always just needed something extra to make sure that I feel really fulfilled. And it's so different what fulfills everybody. Yeah. But for me, it's always been bending over backwards to help people. Yeah. And so, and that's what I do. I do it in my personal life and I yeah. needed to do it in my professional life. Um. So yeah, it's tricky. So one thing you just said there earlier at the beginning was um, you, as well as a fashion thing, you needed to find other things to find mm. fulfillment. So let's talk about the podcast because I really do feel like you and Lizzie were one of the first podcasts I'd ever heard of before. Yeah. Um, how did that come about? And then how did the book come about after? So for those who aren't aware, people can still find it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, my darkest secrets. Things you can't tell your mum. <laughs> Tell me how that all came about. <clears throat> so, oh God. So basically, like my, me and my best friend Lizzie, super close, tell each other everything. 
and there was a situation with a text message and I'm trying not to throw under the bus here or anyone under the bus. There was a text message that went between us both that was basically, <laughs> would, it, would it be advisable to perform a certain sexual act with a certain ailment? And the response was, Jesus, things you can't tell your mum or things you can't ask your mum. Yeah. Like, and that that was how it was coined. Perfect. Because we were like, is this going to be okay or not? Um, and yeah, we have lots of conversations to that day, to this day about things like that. So it's always been very authentically us. Yeah. And we were like, do you know what? This could be so fun. Because it was right at the beginning of podcasting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we, you know, yeah, it's it was wild. And it was so much fun. And I think we were both in, we were really in different places in our lives, like at that time. And I was so happy to divulge everything and talk about the ins and outs and the nitty grits of everything yeah. from how we lost our virginity to how many sexual partners we had and all the rest of it. So it's still all there, everyone, if you want to go and listen to it. Um, but also again, that for us was about creating a community and making people feel less alone, like mm. sitting in a, a room with your best mates and listening to these things that are really so normal yeah, like, yeah 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 you know like you know nobody uses blueberry condoms anymore but <laughs> I had a sexual experience where someone did use one of those on my first ever times and I was like please what is this about why does it taste like this what's going on <laughs> like uh, honestly like all these things that you go through and you're yeah. like I've got no one to ask what's going on um and now all the answers are on the podcast and in the book yeah and then yeah so from the podcast because it had had such lovely success yeah um we were contacted by a literary agent and uh, a book book publishing agency and they wanted to turn it into a book and they did and so it's there eternalized in amazing in audio and in in so everything everything there might be a few things you wish you'd never said but you can never get away from it now honestly like both of us are like (laughs) why did we say we've got copies of them at home and stuff and we've got like new friends or like if we're dating or something like that we're we're always like like, put that away (laughs) because people want to read it and it's like explicit in there PG. Oh God, yeah. But it was a really fun, lovely time, and yeah. I guess like nothing lasts forever in those in those kind of um, mediums. And we basically just were both having big transitional things happen in life, and, and we don't didn't want to share things in that way anymore. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was like a really organic wind down to the end of the podcast. Yeah. And yeah, it was a good few years we went went for really yeah and it was wild wildly yeah. successful as well which amazing it's just crazy yeah it yeah. feels like another lifetime ago yeah yeah okay so fast forward to today mm-hmm. um like we were saying at the beginning I do feel like these last few years have been really pivotal for you um the longing yeah. which is like how how did you land on the longing where did the idea for launching organic towels come from I was frustrated with the industry of toweling because really? yeah, because I love that. I'm frustrated about this. So I'm going to fix it. I'm, gonna I was like, I'm just looking for a problem to fix, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I was moving to Portugal, so mm-hmm. I went to live in Lisbon for like six months. And when I was moving, I was like, oh, I, want, I need some new towels for the bathroom. It's a beautiful bathroom, and every single like towel that I loved or brand that I loved were that were design led and sustainable, like using organic cotton and doing all the right things. Um, they're like 300 pounds upwards of for a set of towels. I and I was like, bonkers. I am an adult and I love investing in things like that. I'm going to use all the time in my house mm-hmm. and really take care of self-care. Mm-hmm. But I ain't paying 300 pounds for some towels. Yeah. So I fixed it. 
Yes, you yes. did. So I did loads of it. And the colours are so nice. Thank you. Yeah, I, we wanted it to be like really, you can get a white towel anywhere. Yeah. And we just wanted to do something different. Yeah. Do it with my business partner, Jack. Uh, he's yeah. been amazing. He's so business minded. Really? And I'm like, la la la, creative, creative. Oh, that's great. Um, yes, yeah, so it's a like dream team. Yeah. Um, and yeah, went to Portugal went to meet the factories, had all these meetings. I was like, what do you mean a loop? What do you mean a thread count? What is the GSM? <laughs> and I had to learn everything from scratch. Yeah. And so I feel like I could be a textile expert at this point now. Oh, nice. But honestly, just went in so blind, so really? blind. But yeah, you can do anything you want to do. Just put your mind to it. Yeah. Like, who knew? It, yeah, it's crazy. Is there, is there more coming from the longing? We are pivoting the longing at the moment. So things are really lo- in a lovely, settled place. But... Being completely frank, it is very expensive to make towels. Really? Yeah. Like the cost of organic cotton's gone up. The minimum order quantities at all of our factories have gone up. And we're just like, you know what? Let's just take a breath and a beat and let's figure out what we want to do with it. And Mm -hmm. because we've got Marnie Rays, Mm -hmm. there's definitely some synergy synergy there because it's all so summery and vibrant and gorgeous. Yeah. And lots of people do think it's already so connected. So we're toying with the idea of something bigger and more exciting yeah. I think but yeah it's a it's going to be a long process but for now the longing is towels and we'll yeah watch this space exciting yeah um okay so you have been a friend of the brand I feel like since day dot yeah the very since, beginning since like I remember where I remember exactly where I was when my friend went have you heard of Instagram <laughs> I was, I was in West London somewhere and I was like, what is this? Instagram. Do you remember like we would yeah. always use, always use filters. Oh, 100%. Always. Yeah. There was no extra apps you could get on. No, no, no. no. You just use all the different yeah. filters. And then it was that when the kind of like influencer sphere just opened yeah. and it was just incredible. And yeah, I think we've been, yeah, we've been friend of the brand since, since then really. Yep. Since it all began. Can you remember your first Daisy piece? It was a traditional daisy, daisy ring. Was it? Yeah. We probably still sell that. Yeah, yeah. What, literally just a daisy ring? Yeah. Cute. What, uh, yeah. just one daisy or like multiple daisies? It was one daisy, yeah. It's like a, a plain band with a daisy on the top. Nice. Yes. I'm going to, giving, I am um, giving that collection a little revamp next, next spring, yeah. So watch this space. Oh, that's going to be I think nice. you're going to really like it. Okay, amazing. Yeah, it's so nice because it's the, it's the little heritage of the brand of where, where it yeah, all started where it from all started. Like, yeah it's beautiful okay before we dive into your significant <coughs> pieces that you've brought yeah. um talk me through your jewelry look today but leave out the pieces that you're going to be talking about okay fine because you do some excellent ring stacking I always think you do some excellent ring stacking and I feel Thank like you. you are quite consistent with the rings that you wear I'd never because I was looking I feel like is it this finger? This has yeah. stayed quite consistently layered yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's years. There's literally a band, a thick band of unweathered skin under there really? and there. Yeah, it's like, yeah. So you're not a, today I'm wearing this, so this is the jewellery. It's, no. this is the jewellery and these are my clothes. Yeah, the yeah. other thing I'll do is like change a statement earring or necklace if sure. I'm doing something fancy. Okay, nice. But the rest of it is like very the same I'm very um attached to all of my jewelry yeah yeah I feel completely naked without it do you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I today I've got on do you want to know where they're from yeah 
So I have um, a gold signet ring with like an oval face and it has my granddad's birth year on it. This is 1929. And on the inside, it says, never mind little Rose, which is what my nana used to say to me. I know, don't. I said to Ruth earlier, I'm on my period and I'm going to cry probably when I start <laughs> talking about all this. Um, and then the middle ring, I actually had that custom made for myself, which is uh, diamonds. Nice. Because I... It was a, like a, a work win that I had. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to treat myself. Yeah. And I wanted to stack it with the the signet ring. Yeah. Um, and then the third one is just like a little a little sparkly extra to add nice. to that. Looks which, so nice yeah, all layered together. Never, yeah, which I never take off. Okay, great stack on the pinky. Yep. And then we've got my Daisy Fossil ring here. Nice. Silver one. I really like to mix silver and gold. You do it well. But I don't want to sound like an idiot, but I like diamonds and gold. Because the diamonds are silver. Yeah, that's fact. true. That yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm 36. I'm at an age where I can buy my own diamonds. Yeah, okay. I love that. <laughs> but that's what I love about that ring on your pinky. You're like, yeah. I I did it myself. Yeah. Yeah. I buy like, my own diamonds. Mine. Yeah. Yes. Maybe there'll be an engagement ring in the future, but who knows about that? Okay. So you have to Put buy your own there. until that point, don't you? Uh, well, actually, when Esther was on our podcast before, oh, she talked about it. Yeah. She talked about. The next person that proposes to me, I'm going to say yes. And that, anyway, she's now engaged. Yeah, I know. So I put know. it out there. So maybe... Uh... It's in the universe, guys. <laughs> um, and then on the middle finger, I have like, this um, was synonymous with like a beach that I went to and that's got diamonds in the middle, shock, and uh, is yellow <laughs> gold. And then I've got two sparkly diamond um, cluster rings really here. Nice. And then some like friendship knot rings that I've got um, some and Lizzie's got some too. No, I love those knot rings. Aren't they nice? Yeah. Um, and then here we have, so this is a vintage piece, uh, that I get asked about all the time and it was my mum's. Are we going to dive into that? Yes, That's one of your significant yeah. pieces. Okay, okay. I'll talk, I'll talk, I'll talk about that one later. Uh, this, I just love how delicate it is and it just goes with everything and I like. A little dainty, so yeah. like really dainty gold chain. Yeah, I like really stacking nice. things all the time. Yes. Um, and then. Yeah, and this one we'll talk, talk about. about. Any earrings in? Got loads of earrings. Got loads of. Oh, you've got loads of piercings, yeah. haven't you? Um, I've got. Yeah, I really like your sort of. Again, so Lindsay goes. You really mix your dainty pieces yeah. and your heavier pieces so well. Yeah, but I love the layered dainty earrings. They're so yeah. nice. I've got loads. I just I love piercings. I like. Yeah, I just like stacking loads of stuff. Yeah. And my dad, whenever I go home, he's always like, how much more scrap metal are you going to fit in that ear? And I'm like, dad, it's diamonds. And he's like, bloody hell, you look right, bugger. That's what he says. I'm like, all right, dad, thanks. Um, and then, yeah, similar in this ear, just nice. like some hoops and bits. Lovely. Yeah. I ask my guests this every time. Why do you think jewellery is so important to people? Oh, I'm so emotional and sentimental about jewellery. I just think it because it has so much history and tells such a story. A lot of my pieces are from family or have been given to me or, yeah, I just I think it's really special. Um, and it just carries such a story and that means you get to wear that all the time. Yeah. And whenever I look at any of these pieces, I'm reminded of those people. And I just think, yeah, it holds a lot of like love for me. I think that's the same for everybody. And I think, like you said, it holds that story. As soon yeah. as you walk through the door, I said, I need to ask you where that necklace yeah. is from. And then it just tells a story. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, so we, should we start there? Should we start yeah. with the necklace and bracelet then? So we'll start with the necklace and bracelet. So these are um, from about 1996, we whittled down with mum and dad. So my dad bought mum the necklace and bracelet on a family holiday to Turkey. And we went to the same place in Turkey for years and years and years as kids every year for holidays in, in Ishmael Air. 
um and the gold there was amazing and really cheap mm. so it's um solid gold and it's got a sapphire clasp and it opens in a really beautiful way i've never seen anything open like this before and the bracelet's the same so it kind of joins in the middle really nice um but it makes it really delicate too so i get really worried honestly i must touch it like 10 times a day to Do make you? sure it's still around my neck and the chain for those listening it's like a quite a thick boxy yeah. kind of chain yeah i think it's like a box link chain yeah, yeah. And it's so beautiful. So box link chain, yeah. and then it fastens to like a double ridge loop with a sapphire in it. Yeah. It's so, I've never seen anything like it. No, it's I so haven't. beautiful. Thank goodness my mum had good taste in the 90s. And thank goodness she's decided she doesn't want to wear yellow gold I anymore. Know. I was saying to Ruth earlier, she's like, well, I only wear platinum now, so you can have the yellow gold. I was like, all right, Sue, thanks. <laughs> Brilliant. I'll stock up. Finally. And then, yeah, so she gave me the, the bracelet first. I've worn that for years. And then, um, yeah, along came the necklace about three, four weeks ago when I was up north again. But the, the bracelet, because I've had it for so long, it's had to be repaired a few times. Has it's it? on its last legs and oh, I get petrified. No, really? I'm just, yeah. But at least I've got like two pieces of it. So if I if I ever did want to make this into a yes. bracelet, then I could. Yes. And there's like spare links and stuff. But yeah, it's like very, very, very precious to me. I love that. My favorite thing. Um, okay, where should we go next? Let's go... Should we go to my earrings? Yeah. From my nana. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So This I, is where the tears might come. I know, no, no. I'm, I'm also keep... on my period, so I might cry oh, too. Oh, God, honestly. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, my nana, Edna, um, she died about four years ago now it is, and she was like my best mate. And she was super, like a super together and polished lady. Always in her best gear. Always in her best, like, jewelry mm -hmm. and I remember like my earliest memories of of jewelry are like getting dressed up in my nana's really? um like jewelry box Love and it that. was always pearls I was obsessed I'd be dripping she had so many of them it was her favorite and I'd be honestly wandering around the house with like knotted up and like so so <laughs> many necklaces swishing around she'd wrestle me every time I left because I'd, I was off I was off <laughs> with them um and I didn't know but when she died she before she died she wrote out little notes for all the girls in the family to say what she wanted to leave to people mm -hmm. so she left me these earrings um and she also left me a beautiful chain that I wrapped around my wrist usually three times but I fell when I was in Portugal in the rocks and broke it so it's being repaired at okay. the moment so it's just a very standard like little gold chain but it, it's really long so it goes around a few times um and it just says it's the most battered piece of paper in her handwriting it just says for Lindsay with a little kiss oh, so nice. um and so that was in the top there and I love these hoops so much they're just really simple, but they've got a really gorgeous little fastening closure. Yeah, I've never I, seen I that. I know I haven't. It's quite, um, they look quite almost like inspired by Roman yeah. kind of jewellery. Yeah. But the again, for those listening, it's a really delicate gold hoop that sort of gets thicker down at the bottom. And the fastening is almost like a horseshoe shape. Yeah. So that they like hang slightly lower, they don't do, they? Yeah. Really nice. So they're not like huggies there, yeah. They're really special. Yeah. They're really delicate as well. So I, I, when I wear them, I, I have to be so careful um, as I don't want to break them. Yeah. I don't know if we'd be able to get them repaired. Yeah, sure. They're lovely. Okay, where to next? Okay, let's go to let's go to Mexico City over there. Yeah. Okay, so there's a really beautiful red cord necklace that's kind of got a beaded rose 
um, as the pendant. Almost um, like it's a picture of it, like yeah. a white piece of paper and then the, the rose yeah, is almost like, like drawn, drawn on, on it. Yeah. So in February, I went surfing in Mexico and I flew out for five days to Puerto Escondido, which is like the best surfing coast across Mexico. And then a few days after that, Lizzie, my best mate, came to join me. We spent another couple of days in Puerto Escondido. And on the last day in Puerto Escondido, we both were struck down with food poisoning. Classic. To a level that neither of us have ever experienced. Oh my goodness. Ever. To the point where we called that trip Mexico shitty. Yeah. It was a tour of toilets. We were absolutely... I, ju- I don't think I've ever been so poorly. And the bacteria that I brought back in my stomach was not okay. Like, it took me months really? to get right. Yeah, it was so bad. Anyway, we didn't want to waste any time. So from Puerto Escondido, we were f- doing an internal flight to go and have some time in Mexico City. And <laughs> we had all these reservations booked, all these massive ideas and plans of what we were going to do because we'd not been before. We mm. were so excited. And what we did was spend the entire time inside the Airbnb, tag team in the toilet. Oh, mate. But on one of the days, we were like, honest to God, we've got to go out. Like, yeah. It's like, it's the most depressing place in the world in here. And it's, we're in Mexico City. We, we can't stay in the house. Yeah. So we just powered through. And what we did was we made a plan of all of the places we were going to go and made sure nothing was more than like a five, 10 minute walk apart. Because if really? we needed the bathroom, oh we God. had to go. So within this tour, on this day that we ventured out and took part in Mexico, shitty, we (laughs) found this amazing market and bought matching necklaces. And both of us always get asked so much about where it's from and what it is. Uh, But because it was from a market, I could never direct anybody to to get it. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's really, really special to me. And obviously every time I wear that, I think of Mexico City. So good. Yeah. So it was really, it was an amazing trip. It was like one of my favorite trips ever apart from that part, but still very funny. Do you find it hard if people go, oh, I love that necklace. Where's it from? Not to go straight into the store. It was actually when I had the shits when I was walking around Mexico City with my best mate. Yeah, no, I know. Like, oh, Mexico. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. But it was just, we were both hysterical because we felt so poorly. And I honestly, I looked at Lizzie at one point when we, because on the morning that it was the worst, we were sat in the airport getting the internal flight. It was just an hour. I, for some reason, was having like an okay half an hour. I looked at Lizzie and you know when someone's writhing in pain, yeah. she was literally oh, like, God. I was like, oh my God, is she going to die in the airport? <laughs> It was so bad. And all we could do was just keep laughing about it because it was yeah. so horrendous. We were like, how are we going to get home? I had to, yeah, we had to get Thank like, God it wasn't, you, you You know, you by yourself. Yeah. A solo trip. Oh, I know. Yeah. That would have been th- awful. <laughs> you know, on the morning that like Lizzie was like, right, okay, I'm going to go to the pharmacy and see what I can get for us because I was having a bad hour. She was feeling better. <laughs> she came back twice. <laughs> she couldn't even get there. Oh my God. Back. And then we did get to the pharmacy in the end and they were like, all we said was like bad stomach. And they were like, take these. They're, they're not even legal in the UK, what they gave us because they're so strong, but they did the trick. Did they? My God. Yeah, it was absolutely oh, awful. Thank God. Anyway, that's enough about toilet troubles. <laughs> Okay, so from Mexico shitty, where should we go next? Let's go to my Arabic necklace. So my Arabic Lindsay necklace. Yeah. So my, I was born in 1987. Good year to be born. It is. And in 1987, my dad's best friend Nev was working in Saudi Arabia. And I was due to be born at any minute. And so dad asked Nev to get my mum and me matching necklaces with our names in Arabic 
um, whilst he was away to give as a gift to my mum when I was born. Nice. So mum had hers. Good thought for dad. Born. I know. Really good. I know. So good from Steve. Yeah. So then she got hers when I was born and then they gave me mine when I was 16. I was allowed to wear it for special occasions, but I had to give it back to mum all the time to like be safe. And I remember, I don't know where it is now. I don't know if it's been lost, but it came in a beautiful bright red silk pouch with like all of this amazing gold writing on it and like a gold tie. And it was like really fancy. Um, and then, yeah, now and then when I could be trusted, which actually wasn't that long ago, they gave, <laughs> they gave it to me to like actually have. So yeah, I wear that now and again. I'm really impressed that Sue and Steve managed to keep that safe for 16 years. I know, honestly. Without losing it. Yeah. They did a really good job of it. Yeah. So That's really so nice. Yeah. And yeah, so thoughtful. I know. I'm still waiting for a gift from when I gave birth. Oh yeah, you want to get him to listen to this recording? Yeah. <laughs> so if Nev can sort me out. Yeah. I'll get in touch with him. <laughs> Not sure he goes to Saudi that much anymore, but yeah. Um, okay, your final piece. My final piece. Back to Steve. Back to Steve. So dad's um, wedding ring. And it's been through a lot with him, this ring. It's got, it's, I think we figured out it was from like a bog standard, like high street jewelers. Yeah. And it's a, a square signet. It's got sort of little... Sun rays? Yeah, sun ray markings on yeah. it. And a diamond chip. And when I say chip, it's a chip. You can't see it unless you close one eye. <laughs> and um, yeah, so he wore this forever. And it's got a huge dent in the middle of it from when he was wearing it during a football match and somebody with stood stood on his hand and broke his finger. Oh God. And then the final straw and why I've got it is because he came off his motorbike and broke his wrist and his wrist and his hand swelled up so much and they cut his ring off um, and he was devastated. And it was just for ages, just sat on the microwave in the kitchen at home and kept going home and kept going. Home. I was like, dad, what are you doing with that ring? It was like, well, I, I don't, I think it's wrecked. I don't think I can do anything with it. And I was like, I will. So I took it to jewelers. They cleaned it all up because it was, it was like the darkest, really deepest color of gold by this point because it was just dad's. Yeah. Um, cleaned it all up and they repaired it to my size. And so then I've always, always worn it, but where it's gotten so thin, mm. it's it snaps in the same place all the time. So I just keep it in my jewelry box now because I get really worried about losing that as well. But yeah, I need to maybe like see someone and get it really reinforced. Yeah. But super special. It's, it's, it's doable, yeah, I reckon. I reckon it will be. But yeah, I love it so much. It's just really masculine. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's my dad's and I'm like, oh, yeah, the best. But also, it's like, it's your style as well. Yeah. With the little diamond and also the sun yeah. rays. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just been sitting in a jewelry rocks waiting to be talked yeah. about on a podcast like this. It is. See, and now maybe I will take it to be repaired. You're in Hatton Garden, you can. I know, I could, couldn't I, actually? Thank you for take, talking us through those. Um, so you did touch on quite a lot about Marnie Ray's. Let's talk more about this. What, what was that first, how did you first make that decision to set it all up? It was, you were going on your adventures, you found surfing. Why, why did you suddenly think I can do this? Do you know what? As much as I'd like struggled with my confidence in the past, I really now back myself. I back myself in things that I believe can make good a good impact and good change mm. um and where where I had so much passion for it I was like I could do this with my eyes closed I could curate this with my eyes closed and that's what I did and I your experience as well I, I think like you were saying about that moment when you gathered everyone together yeah and having the that space and that safe space and the nice food and the yeah. nice touches 
you've been so fortunate lucky enough to go on such gorgeous trips yeah. and probably find what really really works and yeah. what actually makes people feel really special 100 percent, and like the hospitality element of all of that and like down to you know I'm I know that I'm in a very very lucky position and if a brand is taking me away I'll open my bedroom door to a bed full of like lovely gifts from brands that they've curated because they think we'll like it and whilst that feels quite normal to me now because it's been going on for years that's not normal behavior yeah that's not normal like people don't get treated like that if you're not working in an industry that kind of is that Mm -hmm. um and so I really wanted to give that as part of like you know I I didn't want anyone to have to pay for those experiences so I worked teamed up with all of like my friends in the industry and everybody was so excited to help and be part of it Mm. that I was able to offer that to all of my guests and all week it was so gorgeous because they were walking around head to toe and what we'd given them yeah. as gifts and I was yeah. like oh my god this is so cool yeah and everyone was just so thankful and like you don't do it for that but it was just so nice to be yeah. able to give back like extra 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 bits that yeah. weren't just time and space and people being able to be vulnerable there mm. it was like actual gifts that people take away and hold memories with and mm. dragging along in towels here then everywhere and I was like oh my god that's great and what's the what what are each day's like what are the days like so the day day to day is really gorgeous I've got an amazing team and so we all rally around have a little meeting in the morning usually because we take guest chefs with us um or use local amazing chefs as well we go and try all the food and figure it all out as we go and um so breakfast usually starts at around eight everyone has an hour-ish chilling out doing whatever then we surf at 10 and we're out for about three or four hours surfing. And are people have people surfed before, or they that you've got different was, kind of levels of people? Yeah, it was really varied. Um, so some people had been in the water a few times. Some people had like got to an intermediate level and was like, "We're loving it," and it was amazing. Most people had never set foot in the water before. Really? Some people were scared of the water. Did Estee come on this? Yeah, yeah, she did. She yeah. loved it. She was amazing. She loved it, and she was good as well. Yeah. And I was like, "Mate, you're standing up." She was like, <laughs> yeah. She was. So I bet good. that feeling is so good. Because I've seen, I saw that video, and yeah. it's like I can't imagine. I, I could imagine I'd be terrible, but I could get that you feeling wouldn't. when you can finally stand yeah. up. It was yes. just so good, and like so, I'd be in the water with everybody, supporting, cheering on, helping where I can. Because I'm not a professional; like, I'm still learning all the time. But I, I know my basics; mm-hmm. so I can help in, in that department. Yeah, sure. And then when everyone was kind of settled, I'd nip out back a bit and like get a couple of ways myself. Um, and then we'd, then we'd go back, have lunch, or we'd go to like local town and go to like this beautiful seaside restaurant that's on the beachfront and just order loads for us all to share. And then we'd have free time all day. Um, there's like a swimming lake at the villa we were last at and then yoga at like five before dinner. And then we'd always have like a big outdoor, beautiful family style dinner, Mm. three, four courses, lovely organic wine, organic beer, um, yeah, and I just wanted it to feel really relaxed because, like you say, there's, because I've learned so much from being on other trips, mm. there's nothing worse than a packed itinerary where you can't stop and have a second Your to yourself. Your own time, yeah. So the main aim of every day was eat really well, nurture yourself, do what you need to do, swim, sunbathe, mm. surf, yoga. and it, But yeah. it was all optional. It was all included. So mm-hmm. you could do what you want. Nobody was going to be like, you're going to be at yoga at five o'clock. Yeah. Who cares? If you don't yeah. want to go to yoga, don't go to yoga. Yeah. Like some people would just sit and read or have a nap. Like mm. everybody's taking their own time to restore in however they need to. Yeah. And the good thing is, is that this one was a surf retreat because the waves and the coast is so amazing, that side of Portugal. For right. That. 
but not all of our retreats will be surf. They're going to be wellness. We're going to expand into new offerings. And I just don't want anyone to feel intimidated that, oh, I don't want to surf, but I do want to go. Mm. So there's going to be something for everyone Amazing. coming next summer. Oh, sign me up. I know, come, you come, need to yeah, come. Let me know where the tickets are available. Yeah, it sounds where, amazing. Yeah. Where do you find the most joy in everything that you do? Maybe it's, you kind of already answered it, the fact that you say that you're a giver, you want to like solve problems. Yeah. Is that where you find you're the most um, value in life? Yes, it is. And I think where I am outside of work is always wanting to, be there, show up, do things for people, create space, make people feel loved and wanted and cared for. Mm. I've really desperately, what I was lacking in in work was that, was being able to tie who I am like mm. authentically into my work. And there's only so much you can do that with fashion. Mm. And so that's why I wanted to branch out because life is so short. You just have to absolutely go for everything. Like, And all of the things that, some of the things that I talk to people about in terms of like starting businesses or going after what you want, everybody's scared. It's fear that stops yeah, everybody. So true. But what's the worst that can happen that you fail, but it's not a failure. It's just a learning experience. Like I don't mm. see anything as failing. Like if we have to shut something tomorrow, that's, that's fine because I have learned so much and whatever I do next will, that will have really informed yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Like it's not a failure and who can, you know, if somebody's you can't worry about what people think. Mm. You cannot worry about what people think because they don't know you. They don't care. Mm. Like it's your life. Like you're the only person that matters in this and the mm. people that love you. That's it. Yeah. So you just have to go for it. And I think backing myself in that way has helped me find fulfillment and success in what I'm doing outside of like the fashion industry as mm -hmm. well. Um, and yeah, just more strings to your bow. Can't, yeah. can't harm, can it? Yeah. My mum always says fingers in pies and I'm yeah. like, yeah, Jesus Christ, I've got, there's many pies right yeah now. definitely that's it's so good so yeah. good to see yeah we're rooting for you so much you. um and one thing that you've done recently is launched a collaboration with whistles yes how did that feel how did that come about honestly like a career highlight really like the yeah. most wild 360 and because you must have worked with whistles yeah over the years worked in whistle i worked for whistles did you yeah, in my early 20s really? yeah oh, i worked so as a part-time sales assistant in whistles and all of my my mum introduced me to whistles mm -hmm. and all like if we would go on shopping trips i was very fortunate she'd like treat me to something now and again and she yeah i'd always want to go to whistles and whether it was like a card holder or sure, a purse, yeah. like anything anything yeah. that was whistles i needed it, it felt very grown up yeah very yeah. grown up and um yes yeah, so it was a full massive moment for me and I love the Whistles girls and I'd always worked with them previously in fashion bits and like always yeah. support them just yeah, they're just a gorgeous team and it's been a really long-standing um relationship and then yeah they just got in touch and were like we really because we, they don't collaborate with people they don't collaborate with they wouldn't collaborate with Lindsay Holland sure so but because I'm the brand founder they collaborated yeah. with me for the longing mm -hmm. so yeah, so the towels are stocked in whistles now and we designed the most incredible swimwear collection. Gorgeous, that so, was, so nice. Yeah, thank you. That was all to do with my love of surf, beach, yeah. like being feeling great in your body yeah. at, the, at the beach, but also like stuff that's going to support you and make you feel a bit sporty and not, you know not going to have a nip slip you're not going to have a yeah. you know a thong when you yeah. when you wanted a full brief that sign, that yeah. kind of thing so they let me get a little bit more skimpy and sexy with it than the current whistles collection yeah, and i was nice. like yes okay so we went to portugal got all the fabrics i chose everything spoke with the the heads of departments there and they just let me 
loose on it amazing. and I was obviously like is this okay is that okay because they're the experts sure. so like yeah amazing and anything we needed tweaking or the fits or anything we went through quite a few rounds of like making it absolutely perfect mm-hmm. and it was like I had five different hats on for that collaboration and it was like one of my favorite things I've ever done oh it's so it was such joy and then to see it come out and to celebrate it and to see people wearing it and tagging me in it and I'm just like what yeah so it's been wild, yeah. When did that launch? That launched... This summer. Yeah, this summer, summer, August. Yeah. August. August. Yeah. It's so July, good. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Thank you You so should much. be really proud of it. Yeah, I am really, really proud of that. Like, there's something quite humbling about seeing a life-size poster of yourself in a store sure, or a store in window. a bikini. In a bikini. I was like, oh. But yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Yes. Yeah, I really tried my best to um make myself feel as strong and as good as I could internally in terms of like keeping up with fitness and then I knew that I'd go into that shoot Mm -hmm. thinking okay like I feel really strong and really confident in myself and I loved the pictures not because of how I looked but because of how I felt felt, yeah yeah. it was just such a happy time and just so full of joy that and I was in such a good place I was like god I can't believe this is happening and it was uh very like emotional for me to see oh god it's gonna make me cry um to see like those photos of myself oh. and actually not hate them oh, right. um, but yeah it was like yeah it was class are you get me <laughs> and I don't <laughs> I was it's like so I thought my nana that might not set me up but I think I've been just on like a, a real journey of self-discovery this last couple of years so it was like you definitely have that like I said it's the first thing I said to you, I said, you know, you've never looked better. And it's it, it does it does come from, like, within. It absolutely does. Yeah. It's just such a um, wild lesson to learn about yourself, sure. that, isn't it? That it does come from within. And you've got the capacity to control all of that. And mm. you've got to really quieten down all the noise and the bullshit that doesn't matter. Definitely. None of it matters. Like, yeah. I was thinking that the other day. I was thinking... I, I think I said to the team, or one of the girls here, I said, oh, I've got, I want to lose a stone. <laughs> And I was like, I can't believe I just said that. I'm so fucking bored of always thinking about what weight I want to lose and how that. It's so consuming of my brain. It's just ridiculous. Free up that stupid space. And, you know, I don't want my daughter to ever think about that or worry about all this stuff. But I don't really know how we. I don't really know how we change it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just focusing on everything you've just said. And it's just like absolutely from within. Yeah. best things that make you feel the best version of yourself absolutely and I think like it's so easy for me to sit here and say that feeling in the place that I'm in because I've I've not been in this place for a very long time and it's been it's hard it's exhausting isn't it Mm. and I think a lot of the turning points for me is I've been having cheerleaders around me Mm. and people who've really genuinely wanted my best interests and support at heart Mm. and 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 giving me the big shove that I needed to go off in the direction that I'd, I've always, you know, known I would go down at some point. But, yeah, but the I've fear was there. Yeah, Always the fear holding me back. What if this person says this? What if that person thinks yeah. that? What am I going to do if that happens? And yeah. what if people on the internet are talking about me? Nobody cares. And why yeah. do you care? Because you don't know anyone. Yeah. If they're not in your phone book, it's not worth it. But yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. And it does take a lot of, I don't know, oh, self exploration like you know I've had lots of therapy and I've been on lots of solo trips and I make that you know if I can only have one holiday a year I go on my own like even if it's in the UK I couldn't recommend it more to anyone if that's how you're starting out in like your solo travel journey 
go and book a weekend away in an Airbnb or a hostel, something, anywhere, and go and be by yourself. Yeah. And take books, walk, explore, mm. like, and you build it up from there as you get more confident. Get your savings together, go a bit further. Like, mm. you know, it's, I think that's what's broke the the cycle down for me is just Amazing. being comfortable by myself and on my own because I, I never have. It's only mm. been a couple of years that I felt like this. Mm. But yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and what's coming next for you? God. I just, I love collaborating. I love working with people yeah. to make things bigger, better, more joyful, more um, community focused. Uh, and that's all I want to do. Like I want to create things for people. That's that's what I want to do. And that's, I think, Marnie Ray's is like the apple of my eye mm -hmm. because of that. And there's, you know, We've got June, July, August, September dates being released. June's already out for next year for the surf retreat, but then July, August, and September are in the works at the moment. Okay. And we're going to be going to new destinations and we're going to be offering new new things at these retreats as well. And we'll be collaborating with some really gorgeous names that people will know. I so see. yeah, I'm really excited and just, yeah, want to just give things to people, offer it all out and yeah, bring everyone in. Amazing. Yeah. Can't wait. Thank you. Okay, well, we're going to end on some quick fire questions. All right, go on. Are you ready? As long as it's not going to make me cry, yeah. <laughs> no, they won't make you. I'll try not to make you cry. Okay, silver or gold? Oh, gold. Oh, really? Well, you yeah. mixed, but oh, yeah, you mainly gold. gold. You mainly yeah. gold. Um, this is probably a hard one for you. Statement piece or subtle layers? Oh, subtle layers. Subtle layers, yeah. yeah. I mean, of course, actually. No. Yeah. Uh, dressed up or dressed down? Dressed down. That was easy, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, one thing from your significant pieces you'd save from a fire? Oh, my necklace. Yeah. My mum. Yeah. Um, okay, and this is to finish the sentence. Okay. I don't feel myself without. You've already said it. You said your jewellery. My jewellery. Yeah. yeah. Great yeah. podcast to be on for that I kind of answer. Yeah, I literally do not feel <laughs> like myself without. I feel naked. And naked as a newborn hamster. <laughs> like, yeah, naked. Uh, my go-to outfit is? this really white <laughs> t-shirt yeah something basic yeah white t-shirt rip perfect fitting t-shirt yeah denim trousers flats or nice. trainers yeah perfect um and finally jewelry makes me feel like myself nice yeah. the best version of yourself the best version of myself yeah. which you are absolutely and it's been so nice to speak to you thank, thank you for you. sharing all your stories and opening up and making me cry thank you yeah thanks it's really nice <laughs> thank you so much for having me so nice to see you thank you Thank you so much for listening to Homegrown Daisy. I hope you've been inspired to start telling your own story with your jewellery and build on your Daisy collection. If you'd like to keep up to date, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, or join our mailing list for the latest offers and news. If you enjoyed this podcast, we'd love you to leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts and help build our Daisy chain. Join us next time for another episode of Homegrown Daisy.